You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, 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 podcast lovers. How are you all? It's Thursday. I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Wow, what a couple of weeks, people. The world is a very different place that we're all living in at the moment. It's kind of strange. Let me tell you what's been happening with me. My children have been home now for just over a week in terms of the homeschooling. I mean, it's rapid changes. I forget what's gone on from one day to the next. And what I'm finding is really helpful because I was a bit nervous at first is having a routine in place with them. And in fact, I might do another show on the benefits of a routine. I've just been thinking about what to to do over the the coming weeks. So that might be a good one. Um, Yeah, having a routine in place has been really helpful for for them, certainly, and seeing the order and we put it on the blackboard that we've got at home. But also for me as well, it gives structure to the day. You don't, when you lose track of time and you lose the day, it just disappears. You kind of feel that you haven't been productive and perhaps you failed in a way. And I'll come on to that in a mo. Uh, So it's really good to have the routine in place and it's going well. But what it does also mean is I've really had to change my life a decent bit. And these podcasts are being done in and around when I can lock them in a room basically <laughs> no, they're not actually locked in a room at the moment but they are in another part of the house so um in the front room so what will happen and I'm certain of it over the coming few weeks when I do these shows you're going to hear noises and interruptions and for that I- I'm sorry but it's the nature of the beast now I can hear them shouting you might not be able to hear that that clearly but um, this is the nature of the beast, so it's going to be slightly different. We're all adapting, we're all doing different things. But just to let you know, um, another thing that we're adapting to is how to exercise. Um, in the UK, we're grateful we can still go out for a run, so I'm doing that. Doing the Joe Wicks. Who's doing the Joe Wicks exercises in the morning? Love that guy. What what a dude. They're really, really good. I've been been loving that, I must say, with the boys. And we're FaceTiming a lot more. I find myself texting less and ringing more. I don't know if you guys are finding the same thing, but it's really, really, really fascinating. Gone from being such a kind of texting, WhatsApping society, perhaps, to I'm going back to ringing people and FaceTiming. It's amazing. So uh, that's a really, really good positive thing uh, that's been going on. Now, I'm keen to keep these shows as upbeat as I possibly can. And, you know, all of the podcasters on the the Tilt uh, channel, we've spoken about this and we don't want to focus on what's going on too much in the world because, you know, you hear that in the news enough. However, the fact is a lot of what I'm talking about is going to have a connection because things are changing in my life and how we do things. And I want to talk about tips that can perhaps keep our spirits high and hopefully help with the life uh, we're living as we now know it uh, that's changed over the past few weeks. And since most of us are experiencing some form of shutdown at the moment, it means we find ourselves potentially out of comfort zones. And without knowing it, we may be grieving for a loss of the familiar and the fear of the unknown for sure. I I mean, I know that's where my head's at. So I might actually do another show in the coming weeks on the Kubler-Ross change curve, which I'm sure you're all aware of, the, the grief 
curve, which it's often known as, and how that can help us, because that's a great thing. Because we are, most of us are grieving at the moment or in some stage of grief in terms of what's going on with the world. So that's quite an interesting topic to, to review. And another thing I'm having to do, I'm having to review my goals for the year. My schedules require massive adjusting. I mean, I'm looking at my whiteboard in front of me here. I'm not going to be able to hit all that I wanted to do. And when I'm in low moments, I could potentially see that as failure. However, it's not. Everything that's happening at the moment is out of my control and simply needs adjusting. And additionally, we may find that we're having to change habits or how we operate and maybe needing to review what our lives will look like in the future as our industry perhaps might take a knock or the work type we we do or have been doing will suffer during the coming months. So I thought today's show, I would explore how we can reframe failure and some you know great steps to do that, four steps to help and how we can form new habits should and when we need to. So first off, let's look at how we can reframe failure. Now, when we as a species perceive things have failed, it's really important to address the cause and not the symptom. Now, the cause could be ill planning or preparation, if it's a task that we're doing, if it's part of our daily routine, working from home now, maybe we're having to do, we're not able to be as organized, perhaps, you know, lacking that routine, perhaps we lack support, because we would normally have people around us, time or commitment, because we're having to do something else now, like homeschooling, which may lead to self doubt and a lack of resilience to be able to bounce back. You know, so we're all having to work in a different way. And, and look at me, you know, I'm not able to achieve my goals. And that's not to do with all planning. That's totally out of my control. It's because of a pandemic. So it's really important to look at the cause and not the symptom. Or like now, we're in a pandemic. So that's affecting loads of us. That's the cause. The symptom might be the perceived failure that we see, but the actual cause is the pandemic. And it's good to understand the cause because that will help us reframe any perceived failure. Conversely, it's also really important to review and celebrate when things go right, when we are doing good things. What was it that we were doing which resulted in success? Can we repeat it? Or what have we done great before in the past? Was it good planning? Perhaps it was being committed and having the support that we don't have now. So how do we adjust that maybe? Or how can we look to do a Skype course, so you've got that same level of, you know, support. And did we believe in ourselves and did we know that we were capable? We're in slightly different settings now, different venues. So it might be that we need to change how we think about things in order to get that success. Continually practice and learning is necessary. And we shouldn't be too hard on ourselves when things don't go quite right. We're all human and we are all fallible. The key is to learn, review, move on. And we should offer ourselves compassion and rational dialogue or get that from somebody else to help see the opportunity for growth or what we might need to change. It's good to talk. I always, I always mention that. What did we learn which can, can prevent us going down you know, the wrong road again or continuing down the wrong path? And what can we done differently perhaps? This may also be an opportunity to relook at our goals um, and the path to success. I mean, definitely that's what I'm having to do. I'm looking at this board. I've already changed a few things, but 
I'm kind of thinking I need to scrub out a decent bit of it and reassess and rewrite what's going to happen based on the uncertain future and the amount of time I'm going to have to be at home doing different things. So it's really good to review. Give yourself, you know, I've spoken about this in another podcast for goals. Give yourself realistic goals uh, review no, you know no one's failed at this we are reviewing we're coming up we're having to be creative we're having to think outside the box in order to look at things and achieve them in a different way that is all we're just doing things differently so four steps to help reframe any failure that you might perceive or you know, the failure that you perceive you're going through potentially item one list out positives Write yourself a daily or weekly, whichever works for you, list of positives. Write down all of your positive qualities, which you can refer back to. It's kind of like a pick you up list, if you like. It's a list it out. Be good to yourself. Be kind to yourself. List out all of your positive qualities. And then two, list out negatives. Now, this is a weird one because, you know, never really encourage anyone to be negative, but it's good to write this down. This is there's a cathartic and there's a process here to do. To write down what you would like to improve uh, and perhaps what you don't like. And then the third part, this is where it gets interesting. Oh, squeaky chair. This is where it gets really interesting. We're going to reframe the negatives. Now, take a positive item and place it against a negative item that you have to contradict it. It might be that you need to write something specific if you can't find one that relates completely or you might need to just think outside the box or write something else down. But see where you can to match up. And if there's not an appropriate one, like I say, write something. So for example, you might think because you haven't achieved what you wanted to, or you haven't been as productive, or do you know what? You've been in the zone where you've just sat down, chilled out and watched telly. So you might think you're being lazy, but you can then challenge that with a positive item and write against it what you have achieved. So, for example, I could also think to myself, I'm not achieving my study. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm bleak. I'm failing. I'm not getting my study done. But then on the other hand, I can look at I'm doing all this homeschooling with the boys, cooking, cleaning, exercising, you know, exercising in a different way as well. So contradict and, you know, put the positive against the negative and then Item four, which is probably the most important thing, release the negatives. And this is a physical thing. You are throwing that negative list away. You keep the positive list because that is beautiful. Laminate it, put it on the wall, whatever you want to do. Keep the positive and keep the reframed negatives. Maybe give it a different name if you like, but throw away those, the, the negative, the original negative burn it, do whatever you want to do. It's incredibly cathartic because you are literally physically ridding yourself of negativity. Now, I don't know if many of you or if any of you listened to a show I did right back at the beginning when I started Seize the Day, it was turning uh, negative thoughts to positive thoughts. And in the show, I talked about an exercise where you blow negative thoughts into a, you know, close your eyes, visualize a balloon, blow your negative thoughts into this visual, visualized balloon, keep blowing until you've got rid of them all, see yourself tying it up and then let it go off into the atmosphere. It's very much the same thing. You're disposing of something which is an incredibly powerful thing in order to, to lift yourself up and help reframe the, the thought of failure or the perceived failure. So four great steps to do to help you reframe failure. 
And I've, I've got a great quote here for you from the 1900s by a chap called Will Durrant. Forget mistakes, forget failure, forget everything except what you're going to do now and do it. And that's pretty cool in terms of looking at what we're doing and where we're going at the moment. So that's a good way to try and reframe failure because there's going to be lots of different things going on at the moment that's going to affect what we want to try to do on a daily basis. So it's a really good way to try to reframe the failure or perceived failure, sorry, perceived failure. And now if you're looking to change habits because we're potentially going to have to change how we operate over the coming months or develop new things or develop different ways of working or having to think about who am I going to be in a few months time? Where do I want to be? What am I going to do? So here's a, some thoughts on how to develop or how you can develop new habits. Now, with any form of change, there must be an internal desire and drive to want to change. There also needs to be an acknowledgement that the change is possible and achievable since it's going to take passion, commitment and dedication to achieve the change. Simply being told uh, you need to change, you need to do this, that and the other will not make it happen. It's the age old, you know, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So this has got to come from inside. Now, if you're unsure what you want to do with yourself or if, if you want what you want to change, if there's anything to change, I'd always recommend meditation and some personal time to reflect. I'm doing it, we're doing it at home. It's really important to help you know and feel that you're on the right path. And if you do want to change or create new habits. Now, I actually did a unit on changing and developing new habits for my for my course. And I did a bit of research as part of one of the, the part of the unit that I submitted. So I'm just going to read you something that I uh, I submitted. New habits can be formed in as little as a few months. Back in the 1950s, following an observation of patients' reactions to their surgery, plastic surgeon Maxwell Maltz noted it took patients a minimum of 21 days to change behaviour and adjust to a new situation, to rid themselves of an old image and replace it with a new one. In later years, habit formation was explored further by health psychologist and researcher Dr Philippa Lally. In her study, which was published in 2009, she explored the behaviours of 96 case studies, determining that it takes more than two months, precisely 66 days, for a new behaviour to become a habit. So as such, when we apply the basic principles of goal setting, which I talked about in a couple of shows ago, when we apply that to habit formation... Theory and evidence suggest little and often is a sustainable way to achieve long-term habit changes and these can be formed in as little as a few months. Daily positive affirmations, both written and verbal, are hugely beneficial together with actions and affirming beliefs. Since the change will not happen overnight, there needs to be a belief and an acknowledgement that it, in time it will. So a real belief there that this is going to happen. So, for example, when I decided that I wanted to become a vegetarian and I'd been wanting to do it for years and just hadn't really, I just hadn't really applied myself in any way, shape or form. I knew that going cold turkey might not be a sustainable way to do it and it would certainly be mentally taxing. So I decided to make incremental changes for the first year, which meant I removed meat from my diet first 
And then once I had successfully achieved a year, I removed fish, which has been a much more sustainable process. And a bit like being healthy as well. I mean, I think I've spoken to you all before. I do juice programs now and again. The juice program is a really fantastic way to start a kickstart, if you like, within you to then help you make further changes into your diet and your lifestyle in order to to be more healthy. So little and often again is a, you know, it's a great way to help a sustainable long term habit change. Positive thinking is also vital. Saying no to negative thoughts as they creep in. And they do like to creep in. They like to get there. And this is changing the negative to positive again. We also need to keep an eye on those limiting beliefs as these truly, really can lead to self-fulfilling prophecies. So it's important to remind ourselves daily through positive affirmations and mantras. And again, I might, in fact, for the next show, Um, There's a couple of shows I want to do here now, but for my next show, I'm going to do another show on positive affirmations and mantras uh, because they are so powerful and they really help us, you know, change habits, be positive, look at things in a different light, get rid of those self-fulfilling prophecies. I mean, if I continually tell myself I'm lazy, I'm rubbish, I can't do this, I'm unable to do that, I'll never get fit, I'll never eat healthily. It's going to happen because that is what I'm going to believe and that's how I'm going to behave. However, if I tell myself I am fit and the powerful phrases, I am, I am fit, I am healthy, I eat well, I exercise constantly, um, I am completing this course, I will have it done by whenever. They're so much more empowering. So the words really mean a huge amount of what you tell yourself and what you verbalise. So to recap, on the reframing failure side of things, four great steps to help reframe failure. First off, list out your positives. List out the negatives. Secondly, reframe those negatives using the positive lists or, you know, something else that you can write down that contradicts the negative. And then bin those negatives. I really see them burning in my head, I'll be honest, because I think it's a really great way. Find yourself a little spot, set fire to them, whatever you need to do, but get rid of them. They're not necessary. You've got your new reframed thoughts and you've got your list of positives anyway. And if we want to change habits or generally make changes in our lives, new habits can be formed in just over two months. I mean, that's incredible. Little and often is key. So I hope this has been a good show. Like I said on the last show, I think it was, if there's anything that you would like me to cover, which would help you in the coming months, just let me know. Not a problem. Um, Otherwise, as as you've heard in this show, I've got some topics that I'm going to to do anyway. Um, I'm really grateful for you all listening. I hope it helps just having, you know, a familiar voice in your life every couple of weeks. And I hope these tips help. You know, we are in uncharted territory at the moment uncharted waters and we're going to have to you know look at our lives and and make changes and we want to make those changes for the positive and I'm here to help in any way shape I can really any way shape or form so as always you can contact me on the social media links website is seize the dash day.com and email address which is always the easy one natalie millersnell at gmail.com all of the links are in the show notes Be safe, everybody. Look after yourself. Keep social distancing and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. 
You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seizethedashday.com where you'll find my other shows. And come and talk to me at Twitter or email me on nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs>